Welcome to the Wagner Ministries International Podcast. As you listen to this message, our prayer is that you would be motivated and empowered to follow Christ and lead others to Him. Enjoy. God bless you, my friends. This is Evangelist Kevin Wagner, founder of Wagner Ministries International, welcoming you to our podcast today. Well, today we have a very special guest. Uh, my son, Evangelist Joshua Wagner, who works alongside me in our ministry. And we want to um, put together a podcast today for you that's talking about one of his recent crusades. In fact, the most recent crusade that he's been on uh, that happened just last month at the beginning of June. Uh, and it was really phenomenal what, what Jesus did. And I thought that it would be good for us to just talk through what the Lord did and just highlight some of those things. You're going to be thrilled to hear what God is doing around the world. And so, Joshua, did you want to greet the people today? Yeah. Hello, everybody. Um, I am just so excited to share with, what, with you what the Lord did at our crusade last month. Uh, this was in an area of the world that is very unreached with the gospel. Uh, we were in Southeast Asia, and this is a... Um, uh, or South Asia, and this is an area that uh, was predominantly run um, or is predominantly inhabited by two major world religions. The first is Hinduism, which is a polytheistic religion. The second is Sikhism, which in the grand scope of religions is a relatively new religion. Uh, just a few hundred years old, and it is sort of a conglomeration of um, Islam, Hinduism, and Christianity. They take stories from all of these major religions and sort of make it their own, and I was only um, about an hour away from the center of this religion, and so there were a lot of Sikhs and Hindus at our crusade here, and it was amazing to see what the Lord did at this crusade in that area. That sounds so exciting, Joshua, to be able to preach Jesus to this uh, in this least reached part of our world. Um, I guess one of the things that I know I'm curious about, and I know that also our listeners are too, is tell us about some of the events that went on during the week of ministry. Like when you were there, what was a typical day like for you and your team? So this was similar to what most of our ministry is over there in that it um, had both an element of outreach to the unbelievers and then also a training for the current ministry leaders in that area. This was a city that had never had a crusade like this before, and so that, of course, is always a highlight for us to try to target those in that area who do not know about Jesus. And so we have these massive events that are outdoor events. We bring in uh, popular bands. Um, we had a uh, famous Bollywood actor uh, who is also a singer come. And, and those sorts of things bring a crowd in addition to the fact that these are incredibly rural areas. So the, the very fact that there's a big event happening in their city draws attention. And so we had a uh, four-night crusade Thursday through Sunday, and each night was fantastic with thousands of people attending, many of them being even bussed in from smaller surrounding villages. And then in addition to the crusade itself, we also had a 
two-day pastors conference with around 400 pastors and leaders who were coming. Many, All of the pastors and leaders from the given community we were in were there. But then in addition, we had many that traveled a distance to come to the conference um, from four different Indian, uh, from four different of the states here in this in this area, we had people come, and the these people come so hungry to learn more about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so for two days, I preached and I trained them, um, and it was fantastic. Uh, we saw the Lord really touch a lot of people. Also preached in church on Sunday, and so uh, it's it's a lot of ministry. Uh, I'll tell you this, the area of the, re- the world we were in in the month of June was very hot. Uh, temperatures would be around 115 degrees Fahrenheit during the day. But those pastors, even though there was extreme heat, um, they were so happy to travel and, and even for, to listen and preach for hours um, in that heat. And you can just tell as a result of that the hunger that these people have to learn more about God and to better their ministry. And so I praise God for the many leaders that were trained and, of course, the many that came to our crusade and were impacted by the gospel. Again, that is just so sensational. Um, The open doors that you had to preach Jesus in this sometimes hostile part of our planet uh, when you think about that week of ministry, Evangelist Joshua, what sort of growth was happening throughout the week, both uh, numerically, I guess, and then also among individuals in their relationship with Jesus, the people at the Crusades, the people at the conference, etc.? Talk to us a bit about some of the growth that you saw take place. Yeah, well, we... You, you mentioned this is a persecuted area, and it, it indeed is. In fact, after the crusade, our crusade director informed me, he said, uh, and he's probably smart to have waited until after the crusade to say this, but his quote to me was, you were, quote, playing with fire uh, coming to this area of the world at this time because of the, the climate um, socially, politically, and religiously, uh, this is not an easy place for Christians to dwell. In fact, um, some of them have experienced great physical persecution as a result of their commitment to the gospel. And there was a, um, a recent election for the prime minister of this nation, and um, he is staunchly opposed to Christianity. He's recently been quoted as saying he desires to make his nation a, quote, Christian-free nation. Mm -hmm. And so we recognize that there is a sense of danger in going to these places, but the Lord protected us, and we had no issues. We had great favor with the local authorities. In fact, every night the mayor of the city came to our crusade. We had uh, different members of Congress that were there that did come as well, and um, different, uh, like the police chief of the city, and these people were honored at the event, and that made way for us to be able to have no uh, issues with our crusade itself, and as for growth, every night built upon another. We find that these things often happen that way, that one night, uh, the first night is always the smallest, and in fact, this crusade, it was still a great crowd that first night, but each night the crowd swelled, and um, and by the end of it, um, uh, you know, 
we were having a massive crowd. I believe on our final night, we we had somewhere uh, close to 20,000 people who came uh, to that final night of the crusade. And you could see that the pastors, I mean, it was... It was amazing. They this was far exceeding even their own expectations, um, and so we praise God for for what He did. Such a phenomenal time of harvest that we live in. It's just the Book of Acts happening all over again, and we just give Jesus all the credit for that. Thank you so much for just stirring our hearts with seeing how the kingdom of God is growing among the people who've been gospel starred for so many centuries, really even millennia, you might say. Along with the salvations, which obviously are the most important things, because that's what gets people ready for eternity. Uh, you kind of touched a little bit on it, but I thought maybe you'd like to talk a little bit more about some of the miracles, physical miracles, that stand out to you from this crusade last month. And how did those miracles affect the crowds as they, testimonies were being given? Certainly the miracles that we see do influence the crowd sizes. We, we always um, see the crowds grow night to night, and I believe a lot of that has to do with the miracles that the people are seeing. We had fantastic miracles all throughout the week, and actually, if we're going to be honest, um, I would say that the miracles began even before I got to the country because I had some significant travel uh, issues on my way trying to get to this country. Um, a very strange and unseasonable weather was happening in uh, America. Uh, there were tornadoes happening in Chicago, tornadoes happening in New York. Uh, these are places that typically do not get that type of weather. And so what should have been a very straightforward trip for me was not. I had to be rerouted. Um, I ended up being a, a day getting arriving a day later. It took me three days to get to this country, and there was real concern that it was going to actually delay me to the point that I was not going to be able to be there on time for our ministry. And we uh, asked for prayer. We asked for prayer from you, our listeners, our prayer team. Um, for those who do not know, we do have a a um, a group within our ministry called Intercessors International where we share on a weekly basis areas of need that we would ask and uh, ask you to join us with for prayer. And that was instrumental because it was only a few minutes after I sent out an email to our prayer team and they began to pray that God began to change the weather and things began to change with regard to my itinerary. And so even just getting there to the country, it was, uh, it was somewhat of a miracle itself. But during the crusade, uh, fantastic miracles. Um, I, I know there was one man, he was a Sikh, he came to our crusade for five years. Um, he had had a, a tumor on, uh, <clears throat> on his back. And, of course, he came to the crusade, he heard about Jesus, he put his faith in Jesus as his Savior, and coinciding with that, he also experienced Jesus as his healer as that tumor miraculously disappeared. Uh, we had one woman who came on stage to testify that she had, for, for 40 years, she said she had been a, quote, devout idol worshiper. And uh, that's, of course, common in, in Hinduism. And yet she had not experienced anything from those gods with regard to her healing because she had suffered with chronic back, back pain. 
But she came and she heard the gospel of Jesus and she turned from the life of idolatry and she gave her life to Jesus and also received a total back pain uh, healing. And, um, and so that was fantastic. I also would say that I probably in no crusade have experienced more people freed from demon possession wow. than I did at this crusade. It seemed as if every single night we had four or five people coming up on stage to testify that they had been previously possessed by a devil. And now they were clothed and in their right mind and everything was, uh, was fantastic. One miracle that really stands out to me was on the last night of the crusade, I was preaching on the miracle from Mark chapter 9 of the healing of the boy with an evil spirit where a father desperate to see his son healed not only of his demon possession but also of a muteness and deafness that had come as a result of it. He came and brought his boy to Jesus and that night there were two separate fathers who did not know each other that also brought their little boys to the crusade and both of these little boys had eye problems in one eye where they could not see or maybe it was it was it was almost 100% blind or close to it and um, they brought their boys both probably each of them about 10 years old and it was amazing because both of them came just like that boy in the that father in the bible they brought their boys with an expectant heart to see a miracle in their child and in both instances, those boys were supernaturally healed, and we tested their eyesights on stage, and they were able to see perfectly. And so it was just fantastic uh, to hear and to see the miracles. Literally, we could go on all day sharing the miracles that happened at this one crusade, but we praise God for what he did, and um, we know that God is continuing the work even that was uh, started there. Man, my spirit just thrills to hear about that. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ really is the same yesterday, today, and forever, just like the book of Hebrews says. And he's doing the same things, saving, delivering, and healing people today as he did when he walked the earth 2,000 years ago. And uh, that's because he's God. He's Almighty God. Amen. Uh, not just for the Western world, but for the whole world. And that's the privilege that we have as evangelists to go and tell these people who've never heard about Jesus before the good news yeah. that there's a God in heaven who loves them and wants to live with them forever. Give your sins to Jesus so that you might be saved and put your faith in him so that you might be delivered from demons and, and healed of diseases. Joshua, when you think about the um, effects of this crusade more broadly in the region, you alluded to the fact that each night, the mayor of the city was was present. Uh, a lot of times, we see ongoing effects from crusades that we may have even had years ago. Yeah. Uh, tell us, maybe sum up for us, what the effect was, as you can ascertain, of this crusade in the community. Yeah. Well, certainly, um, we know that what we do in one week at these events is not the end it's at the beginning of something and we um we continue to receive reports from our crusade director um sharing with us on a regular basis the number of people that are being baptized um the new converts that have been saved and are now being baptized we are experiencing um reports from the crusade director uh, from the pastors there. I, in fact, I'd like to read you just an excerpt from a recent email I received from our crusade director talking about the pastors that came 
at the pastors conference and the crusade itself he writes the pastors are working with new anointing and great enthusiasm and experiencing a great change in their personal lives and ministries we do not have words to explain our experience I can say with great joy and boldness that our Lord has fulfilled my dream and vision. And this is our prayer that the whole region will be saved as a fruit of our crusade. That report is just so exciting to me. And it gives me such encouragement about what the Lord uh, has done in this city. And, And one of the things that we know is that we look at a crusade like this and we can say, okay, this many people came and we saw over 7,000 decision cards filled out signifying people who have accepted Jesus as the Lord for the first time. But what's, what's also true is that we really won't know until heaven the impact of a crusade like this. And there are two ways, that, uh, two stories I want to close with that sort of convey this. We were doing this crusade in a city that we've never done a crusade in before. In fact, um, we never go to the same places. We, we always try to target new locations since there's so many new places that do need the gospel for the first time. But we were doing a crusade here this time that was about four hours away from a city where we had done a crusade uh, 16 years ago. So I went with you, Dad, as a young boy. You were doing that crusade. 16 years ago, and at our pastor's conference, I had two men come to our pastor's conference. They traveled from that city because they heard I was preaching, and they shared with me that they were at that event, the crusade and pastor's conference at that city 16 years ago. And they shared two stories I want to close with today that signify the long-term and effective impact of what we are doing. The first was by a a man named Avtar. Avtar came to that crusade and he was desperate for a miracle because him and his wife wanted to have a son, but they, they were in, infertile. They were unable to have a child. And at that crusade, you prayed for them. And you prayed that the Lord would open up uh, their womb so that, they, so that that woman could, could conceive and give birth to a healthy child. And it was only shortly after the crusade that they did conceive. And they gave birth to a son, and now that boy is 16 years old, and uh, appropriately, they named their little boy Kevin. And so I'm not sure how many little Indian boys, um, or how, how many boys in these places of the world, I'm not sure how many of them are named Kevin, but uh, this little guy, he was named Kevin as a way to honor the, the ministry that you brought, and um, so that's a fantastic testimony that every time that man looks at his boy, it's a testimony to the goodness of God. The last story I'll share is of a man named Pastor Sumesh. Pastor Sumesh came to our crusade and to the corresponding pastor's conference 16 years ago. He was not in ministry at the time, but at that cru- uh, conference, he felt the call of God as you were preaching, Dad, to uh, go into ministry. And he shared with me that he traces his spiritual beginning back to that day at that conference 16 years ago. And through this one man, he personally, he told me, has, uh, as a church planter, has started more than 500 churches in seven different states across this nation. Amen. And so that's just one example of one man at one crusade 16 years ago who got the vision because of what we were doing there to go into church planting and now 
As a result, more than 500 churches have started because of that. So truly, we praise God for what he has done, and yet we do not know the impact of what these crusades are. We won't know the true impact until we get to heaven. So we thank God for the immediate results that we are able to recount, but we look forward with expectation to the long-term results that we'll experience when we get to heaven. And we thank God for all of you who help to make these crusades possible. Joshua, those long-term reports are so encouraging. I know to all of our listeners, also personally to us, uh, Jesus, we just thank you for what you've done here, what you've done through the years. I mean, the Word of God says we're to go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. We're supposed to make disciples of all nations. But we know that those disciples start with a decision. Yeah. And so the Crusades begin that process, that relationship with Jesus. And then when we hear years later about all of these incredible church plantings and ministry workers being brought into the kingdom and going about, you know, multiplying. It's about multiplying the ministry of Jesus through our ministry. And and, uh, just fantastic. As you mentioned before, we've already been getting reports since last month that already scores of people who've been saved at the crusade have now been baptized in the local churches by the local church pastors. We track those numbers for up to one year after the crusade is over. And we are thrilled, absolutely thrilled to hear about these early early baptisms going on. Yes. And we know that there are going to be many more coming up. Uh, I want to thank you, Joshua, for your willingness to, your enthusiasm in sharing the gospel of Jesus, the life-saving, only name under heaven by which men can be saved and women uh, with the world, the least reached parts of our world. Thank you for this glory report, this praise report. We thank you, Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords, for what you've done here. And we uh, ask you, Lord, that, that that great work would continue. Thank you that it will, Lord, in Jesus' name. God bless you, my friends. It's great to have you uh, listening to us again today. And just remember that the work that Jesus did when he was walking the earth, the streets of Jerusalem, the streets around the Sea of Galilee, That same work is going on around the world today. Have a great day in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. For more information regarding Wagner Ministries International, go to wagnerministries.org. And if you need prayer for anything, please email us at prayer at wagnerministries.org. God bless.